We're now entering the thick of layoff season and it is nothing like we've ever seen before. For a number of reasons. First, some of the strongest profitable tech giants are laying off employees in thousands. Stripe, Meta and Amazon among them. Twitter layoffs unfolded fittingly on Twitter. Elon Musk was tweeting, fired employees were tweeting, an employee was fired in real time on Twitter. Then they hired many of those employees back because it turns out they did meet them. Someone else tweeted that it was like watching a corporate squid games in real time. You had one founder fire hundreds on a Zoom call. You had one founder post a selfie of himself crying while he did it. Another reason why this feels unprecedented is that the housing bubble of 2008 didn't affect us all that much in India. The dot-com bubble of the early 2000s didn't. Which makes this the first time in many years that a bubble burst out west has hit us back home. The dominoes falling far away are finally reaching us like a tsunami spreading across an ocean, hitting one coastline, then another, then another. Baiju's and Unacademy are at the forefront, but many are following. Even more will follow. Baiju's wrote to his employees saying that he would be laying off 5% of them, but that he was losing 5% of Baiju, meaning himself. This was so poorly received that it became a moment in pop culture of its own. Then there's Unacademy, which laid off a bunch of people in April, then another tranche of people in June, except that they said that there would be no more layoffs and this was a performance-related decision. And then they laid off hundreds more in November. Even while severance packages, the ESOP cliffs, how long you could keep your laptop, became public for everyone to see, founders who built billion-dollar businesses were becoming clowns to be laughed at. And this is all happening in real time while regular people like you and me, people who are worried about which empire will fold next, who is next, are sharing our thoughts and feelings and opinions on social media. Like slightly uneasy viewers sitting at home and eating popcorn, wondering if this will ever be real for us. The layoff has become a tragicomedy spectacle of a kind we've never seen before. But why is the PR execution around this so bad? What were each of these leaders trying to achieve? And is there such a thing as a good layoff, an elegant layoff? How can a business leader make sure she doesn't become a meme? In this episode of Cost to Company, Shivar and I, Sneha, interview Karthik Srinivasan, behemoth of corporate communications in India. He's done time as AVP at Flipkart. He was national lead of Ogilvy Social. He was head of digital strategy at Edelman. You may also know him from LinkedIn, where he has 200,000 followers. You may also know him from Twitter as Beast of Troll. And to him, this episode, we ask, how can you lay off well? First question, is there a good way to lay off people? Hmm. 
to be fair layoff sounds like a very morbid topic for the people who are affected yeah. but i have a very interesting personal anecdote from an ex colleague when i was working in subex systems back then and there was a friend he came back from the valley he came back from silicon valley back to bangalore settled down here and this was in 2002 or 2003 2004 and he used to tell me he told me the story that he was fired from cisco in the 2001 uh downturn in the us which didn't affect india or anywhere else at all because that was the y2k period in india there's nothing much here it was affected there it seems many employees of not just cisco many tech companies who were fired they just parked their cars in the airport and railway station etc and walked away because they can't pay emi from the next month onwards it was that bad situation he was fired from cisco along with thousands and thousands of people some 5000 10000 in number if you do a search you would find news in redif from 2001 which mentions about cisco's firing and everything because they had an india abroad connection with redif and they had mentioned the tech news and he said yes i was fired but it seems cisco had made available a huge space full of computers with high speed internet for all the people who were fired to use it for 3 to 4 months at a stretch every day you you come to this place like you come for work use it to search jobs or learn something or do an online course or whatever it is that you want to do and just get on with your life literally and he used to say this is so much pride that yes i was fired but i think very fondly about that company and i have so much respect about that company now that is a phenomenal example of getting fired and still saying the company was good I don't think companies handle layoffs that way anymore probably they don't have the luxury to handle it that way but that it tells me that you can probably do layoffs in a human way which can still affect people positively as much as negatively Why does it matter to affect people positively as much as negatively Um it matters from a perception point of view for instance just look at um uh maybe the twitter example recently or even the meta example recently if you look at all the messages from musk doesn't message he just tweets of course so if you look at message from zuckerberg it was a message in the fb.com blog site or the yeah. website not his post on facebook but a website post and he mentions in the first paragraph itself that if you are one of the affected you will eventually get an email kind of stuff and uh, one more company was um, under uh, scrutiny about that which handled it quite poorly i forgot which one uh, this is the same method that if you are affected you will get i think this twitter if you are affected yeah if you are affected you will eventually get a mail you won't be able to log into your system blah blah etc but if you notice stripe's message which was in the stripe website it said if you are one of the people affected you will get a message in the next 15 minutes Now imagine you could read that message 24 hours later but when the world reads it for the first time they notice 15 minutes is a very categorical way to tell you that you will be told immediately you don't need to wait endlessly for that gruesome news to hit you 15 minutes so that's empathy actually just they have thought through this actually twitter didn't think through this at all because there are horror stories of so many employees saying and the worst horror story was that somebody was in a business call and in the middle of the call she couldn't log into her system she was fired so it was that compared to that with 15 minutes it seems like very human way to treat layoffs so i think it matters from a perception point of view not necessarily for the people who have been laid off 
layoffs happen it's just a business imperative for somebody's mistake or the economy's mistake or whatever it is but would people want to join you the next time you are hiring of course you would offer fantastic perks and foosball and money and everything but they would remember this perception in their mind saying yeah i would join but i could be thrown off to very unceremoniously overnight so is that a kind of company that i want to join in so from a corporate reputation point of view handling layoffs with empathy and with grace i think it matters what are some of the ways in which businesses in your experience have expressed this empathy i would probably hold airbnb's 2020 message as the starting point of empathy led layoff communication not just layoffs layoff communication layoffs is an operational process the way it's communicated matters and i think zomato took it very close to them and because their message is very similar to chesky's message even the headline was similar headline right? was very very yeah. similar it was very similar but it's a good thing that mm. they took an inspiration probably zomato was the first indian company to take that as an inspiration it's positive inspiration so usually when layoffs are announced for fairly large number of people there is a standard set of things we will do now i mean basically it's called what happens now what happens after the announcement okay 500 people let off or 10000 people let off whatever number it is then what are you going to do about it now the standard ones include um you would be given severance pay blah blah etc for 2 months 3 months whatever it is there is no best practice in that the more the better obviously for the employee there is there is a statutory requirement and there is a human requirement companies that go beyond statutory requirement would be seen as more human more caring in spite of being laid off whatever it is that's one then there are a set of other things that they do uh chesky was the first one probably to add many interesting additions to people who are being fired that is you can actually sign up for an online course and we will pay the fee for you to learn after this um we would give you outplacement support for 2 mm. months 3 months kind of i mean he doesn't need to do that no no business owner do need to do that it's a company there is no legal requirement at all to do that but he still does it and i think even zomato still did it some of them went one step above saying you can keep the laptop that we gave you it's not it's not going to be locked you don't need to give it back you can keep it as you can keep it to actually search for jobs kind of stuff which is the equivalent of cisco making people come there and search that's the equivalent basically so those are some of the ways that they do it um and you can keep on adding perks to this of course everything comes at a cost so the more it is added and the more things are new for instance if someone says while laying off saying yes you will be laid off but uh we would actually pay for your next higher education course in case somebody says that just imagine the reputation that company would get when this goes out to the market kind of stuff so that really matters so these are some of the ways you can do that you can get as creative as you want mm. depending on the cost of course there is a cost implication got it so they all <coughs> seem to nowadays come from the same playbook Correct. like they all Correct. have there are about 7 to 10 basic Point things that most people do initially it used to be very interesting and new now everybody does exactly the same thing if you look at the last couple of ones oh. everything from chesky's original note and plus 1 plus 1 here and there type but byju's really irked some people like people were not happy with byju but that's a slightly different problem altogether hmm. because hmm. after the layoff news came um a uh, news about um messi messi uh, yeah the, the the investment they are making in a new brand ambassador which is very similar to what happened to cure fit in 2020 mm-hmm. they 
they made layoff announcement in the same announcement they mentioned we are donating 5 crores to pm uh, pm relief, uh, relief fund kind yeah. of stuff PMK. which is a bit jarring in terms of yes you're firing but you're donate i mean 5 crores is not much in the larger scheme of things of the number of people the annual salaries and etc but the fact that you're firing and then you're donating was in the same message mm. which is very similar to what Baiju's had because they're firing and the next day they announced Messi Keno so the, the news was timed very poorly otherwise on a very practical basis they have to continue business they have to market they have to sell more only then they would be able to pay the salaries for the people who are still there so it's not something which is out of the ordinary it's just the timing was so close in terms of recent memory of people being fired and then you get Messi which is who is a world famous footballer and people think you need to pay obscenely high to get him on board so it was a bit jarring from that mm. point of view it was not entirely byju's mistake it's just a business decision timed horrendously bad and and kartik do you think that you know these uh, you know these letters that you have or these mm. press releases now are we starting to see this as a vehicle of uh not just like corpcom not just something very operational but something that you know they speak about their brand values or yep. it's a, like a good opportunity to you know just it's an optical thing more than uh, yeah. more than operational thing uh airbnb was a blog post on the company right. website stripe was a blog post on the company <laughs> website uh meta was a company website post but if you notice byju's if you notice the other one in india uh, recently uh an academy everybody if you if you notice the coverage of that it would say et has seen the internal mail sent mm. to all employees mm. that's the tone that they generally take which means it's just an email which they understand will go to the world but it still remains an email so why don't they put it in the public <laughs> they don't do it at all because right. public means it would be analyzed by more people than the number of people who read et which is probably about 2 and 3 lakhs which is much lesser Correct. actually so the western companies have taken the the uh, taken the understanding that this can be a public facing corporate reputation management exercise also while i don't think the indian companies have explored that possibility they're still scared imagine a ceo mentioning layoffs in a linkedin post mm. it would just open up so many comments on linkedin saying how dare you do this how do blah blah etc but it can be a corporate reputation exercise right. provided the kind of wording kind of framing sentences he uses with empathy without empathy can make a big difference in terms of how they take it so if it's an all employee email only they should assume that it will go to the media somebody will leak it in toto completely to the media and it will come up exactly in media so why leave it as an email alone okay send an email but the next 5 minutes also take it online to the public to the public yeah. let it be viewed by public and mm. discussed and probably i think to some extent judged by public also which i don't think indian companies apart from zomato have done it zomato did it last mm. in 2020 2020 it was a letter Dipinder. by dipinder mm. goel directly yeah. and it was in the company website which is a very well read blog section of the company because all yeah. announcements are made in that one it's like a clear trips blog section kind mm. of stuff so he put it there in uh, like right. an email he also put it there publicly got it i don't think byju's did it or even an academy did it it was just mm. an email basically got it and 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 just as a follow up to that right like that's very interesting because you know you're saying dipinder does it and it's it talks about his personality do you think for example meta right mm. we were just discussing this yesterday as well during our research that meta currently among all the fang companies mm. they are the only company where the founder is still the ceo right the yep. founder is still kind of you know Correct. holding holding the, the same founder the, yeah, yeah, yeah the same founder who's still in the company so how much of 
you know, do you think this, you know, when even companies in India are doing this, how much of it actually comes from the founder, from their personality? For example, Brian Chesky comes from that design school of thought. You know, True. he's from Rhodes. He has that True. design thought. And how much is it just a very, okay, some HR person or just... Have just to do person. it. Yeah, yeah, just I have to do it. So yeah. have you seen any examples of, you know, people, it's a very person-oriented key. Okay, I'm it the is. founder. That's why I am saying it like this. Mm-hmm. Do you have that those distinctions? And is it important to do that? There is actually. There is. A, so for instance, uh, I would say Dipinder is probably one of the most outspoken... Hmm. Startup founders in India, apart from say Kunal Shah and the others, basically. But uh, Kunal Shah has more outside of cred, outside of fintech opinions. That is worldwide gyan kind yeah. of stuff. There's a lot. I mean, there, there is a huge fan following for that. Yeah. So I'm not going to judge that at all. So that's there. But Dipinder is somebody who has a lot of point of view on his particular industry, the category that they mm. operate in, and the company he manages, and the thoughts and decisions that have been taken. Earlier, it was uh, Hrush Butt who who founded ClearTrip, mm. who used to write a lot on the ClearTrip blog, blog about the own company, some design decisions, why we take this decision kind of stuff. To some extent, I think Sachin Bansal also used to do it for, for Flipkart. Flipkart. These mm. are the reasons why I used to do that. And there is a Flipkart blog. Mm. They have done it. That's a personality trait which probably makes Dipinder take it publicly instead of just an email. Vis-a-vis mm. a Baiju's Ravindran who most people don't know him as an individual apart from just seeing his photograph in media and reading his interviews which is a very curated PR yeah, exercise yeah. I would probably say uh, his wife is probably more popular yeah. because she shares more thoughts and feelings and emotions on LinkedIn, on there LinkedIn yeah. than he himself actually yeah. she, in fact she supports his decisions yes. as a post-thought kind of stuff even though they seem very curated and very PR driven but she she makes an effort there to do it and but but the surprising thing is, I think Gaurav from an academy, uh-huh. he has a personality. He has a very vocal voice online. And I would have expected him to take the public messaging from a layoff point of view, but he didn't do that. Right. He was reticent and not going public and just an email enough kind of stuff, which uh-huh. was quite strange. So I think the founder's personality makes a big difference to first how to word it. What kind of framing to use the thing? Should we use the standard stock stuff that everybody is yeah. using and that there? Or should we change the wording, make it more uh, make it more empathy-led and whatever it is? And then the decision between internal all-employee email, when to say, should we take it public? All those things, I think, matter. It exactly. depends on the founder's personality. So the interesting question would be, if a listed company in India is laying off big, Right what would happen? Because I'm assuming that listed company would have a board of directors and yeah. chairman. So they need to go through a very formal Linear. process yeah, to yeah. do that. That would be interesting ah. if that happens. Yeah. Among the things you said is that, or I gathered rather, is that what the audience is looking for in a layoff announcement is empathy. Yep. How much do you empathize? Yeah. And so now everyone wants to look empathetic. Correct. And so you have Baiju's saying, I'm not losing 5% mm-hmm. of the company, I'm losing 5% of Baiju's. Mm. And... Uh, People didn't like that. Yep. Uh, yep. And it's sort of infantilizing. Yep. Like it's poorly executed empathy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is worse, right? Like yeah, far worse. Far, far worse. Yeah. And then there was this other guy, I forget, who who, who was crying. Oh, don't <laughs> even, let's not even go there. Yeah, you know, there was, was a selfie he took yeah. that I have to fire all these people. And he was crying on LinkedIn. This was the CEO of Hypersocial, Braden Wallach, who posted photos of himself in tears on LinkedIn he said this was the most vulnerable he was ever going to be. Yeah, how it's do you? Crazy. How do you? Like, 
it's possible that some of this is genuine yep, right yep, yep, like and yep. it's just poorly expressed correct, empathy correct, correct. Uh, how do you get it right how do you convey empathy right is is there a yeah yeah of course there is a way to do it so which is why i i again got into dipinder's personality at least what he showcases online i don't uh-huh. know him personally uh-huh. so i don't know his personality but what he showcases very different there needs to be a history that people can dip into to believe your current state of empathy led in mind if bijus has never spoken his heart out in the past mm. and the first demonstration of empathy is i am losing 5% of my own heart called bijus then it comes without any prior context for people to believe this is possible and he's saying really or he's just faking it or it's a pr exercise whatever it is people have no context at all but if somebody like dipinder says that there is some history of his activity on say either linkedin or twitter or his company blog where he has showcased his thought process this is how i think it has happened at least few times and people would have noticed it so then there is a rollover effect of the past behavior and current whatever he says and there is either acceptance or no his past has been very bad and now he can't just change tack kind of stuff so if it comes across abruptly I don't think there is context for people to believe it. I think Bajus that was the case unfortunately. Even though he could probably be right, he could be genuinely feeling that unfortunately. But there is no context for us to understand at all because when we when we remember Bajus Ravindran, we just see the photograph of him without any sentiment or or mood or feeling or emotion attached to that photograph. I mean, we don't remember any past statement of his in any context at all. If that was there, we would at least immediately take a comparative and say, "Ah, he must be genuinely feeling this kind of stuff." Ah, uh, other other extreme opposite, probably. I think Mark Zuckerberg. He doesn't have any expression in his face at all, <laughs> even when he's extremely happy, even when he's extremely sad. So I think people completely ignore what he's generally saying. And people think personal branding is just bragging. Yeah, I can't go to LinkedIn and brag about myself, which is just a failure of imagination. But personal branding is investment in your own professional career, and the investment is like insurance. You need to do it when you are doing good, not when you need a job. You can't start your personal branding because that's uh-huh. not ever going to work. Because then at that time you need to look for jobs specifically. That's not personal branding at all. You need to do it long before. So you need to set the brand first. and then one day it will work like insurance you need to keep paying insurance every year every year and some day it will affect you then you you actually gain from it it's like that so now we are veering back towards what shiva talked about earlier when you say that personal branding is hmm. actually one of the ways in which you can do um meaningful honest layoff someday in the future it will help yeah it, it will, will help. help set the tone for your layoff messaging yeah so then layoff messaging is then is it personal um it is personal articulation from the founder or the leader because somebody has to take responsibility and communicate to the world it can't be the pr team communicating to the world it can't be a brand logo communicating there has to be a human voice behind it hmm. that voice if there is prior recognition for the audience that is going to listen then it really helps because the prior recognition colors how this message is being said even if it's a terse message people will remember the prior context of the person's personality that they have read somewhere mm-hmm. and then give it some kind of leeway or uh, i mean like some kind of weightage but if it's done well then they would probably probably laud it actually saying yeah i remember hearing him some time ago he's done a good job whatever it is within the construct uh, constraints of layoffs messaging also at the time of recording this amazon announced layoffs of 10000 employees The layoff announcement has been criticized for not carrying a personal face to the message, at least not so far. 
for no single person taking responsibility for that message, for the secrecy and the obscurity with which it was performed. And what's particularly interesting is that some employees are being asked to submit voluntary resignations. Yeah, voluntary resignations for which they'll have to fill out an application on the basis of which they'll be selected to be laid off. Uh, and they'll receive their severance packages based on their applications. Hey, this is Shrivar from The Edit Table. I'm just popping in here with three quick things. First, uh, follow the show on Apple or Spotify. This way you'll always know when we upload a new episode. Secondly, leave us a rating on these platforms. And if you really love what we do, you can actually drop a review on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, what do you think of this new format of Costa Company? Talk to us on Twitter or LinkedIn. Sneha and I both are there. And so is the Ken. We're always looking forward to your feedback or suggestions. All right. Back to the show. So actually, like, it's if what we're also, like, if if there was a critique hmm. of Baiju's PR, hmm. then it would be simply that he waited till the bad times to do it. Possibly. And in fact, there was more news about the 2,500 people in Kerala being laid off the state government coming into play and then the layoff messages was taken back, they were hired back. That plus messy, everything was just very poor timing. It's just poor corporate communications exercise which should have been handled much better actually. Now he's doing, like he did one Raj Shamani. Correct, correct, correct. correct. Now, now he's going slightly aggressive but uh, it's understandable because he's trying to backtrack whatever mistakes he did. I think they're trying to do it. In fact, I remember... Uh, the longer message from his wife on LinkedIn, which was literally propping, saying this is the reason why it happened. I know him for so many years. He was very sad kind of stuff. So it started from there. And now there is more PR effort going on to manage what was done badly earlier. Right? Yeah. And the stripe, the stripe letter was a good exercise in framing, right? Because yeah, I think the yeah. framing there... I think it was a yeah. collective exercise between ah. the Corpcom, PR ah. team and the leader. They trust each other. So it really works. Better. Just it. don't think that all others are fools in front of me, huh. like Elon Musk. I'm the only one who knows everything. <laughs> Just don't think like that. Yeah. That if they are... For instance, if, uh, if for instance, an academy sits with the Corpcom team or the PR team with some senior counsels who have spent time in the industry communicating with media and public. And then they have, they actually analyze this news that we have 500 to fire off, I mean lay off, and we can do it in one go, all 500, or we can do 300 now because the number seems big, we will do 100 later. If the Corpcom person says, no, let's not do that, it's like a band-aid, let's just remove it once. Let's announce it once with these kind of terms to make it, sound as human as possible feasibly. Let's do it. If that's a decision that Corpcom does and if the founder listens to that, then that's there is trust between both. But the way an academy did it in multiple installments, three or four times going back and forth, I don't think even the management was sure what's going to happen. They just took a decision then and there based on their whatever compulsions Urgent. they had, agency or compulsions they had. So it's beyond even the management's view or the purview of the Corpcom team. Nobody could have done anything better at all. What are best practices? If you, like, if you were talking to a, a founder who is laying off, yeah. what are best practices? Uh, treat it like 
I mean, the way you communicate or where you and where you first share it with the corpcom team or the communication stream, treat it like you are speaking to a lawyer. They generally say that you are not supposed to lie to a lawyer at all. You need to say everything to a lawyer because only then the lawyer can perform her best, whatever the counsel that she can offer. It will be best only when she knows the full truth. Mm. If she knows only half truth, then she will say something, and then उसके बाद it will it will backfire very badly. It's like that. Put all the cards on the table with the comms team, and if there is a board with them, and take people's opinion, and then come with a come with something that that works best from a corporate reputation point of view, and you need to make that harsh announcement that we are laying off. Mm. But put that on the table. Don't take unilateral decisions. Is a point I. And does how much severance you are able to give? Does that matter? It really matters because layoffs are a function of not having enough money to run if there are so many ex people, and if you're doing severance more than what the legal requirements, that's going to cost the company to some extent. But that would be a cost of corporate reputation. You are actually buying reputation into the future, oh, so it's almost like an investment. That severance extra, whatever you can do, if it is one month legal or one month according to the contracts, you do two months or three months. It's almost like you are investing in the reputation's future, even when the news is bad, because people will talk about it on online. I mean, maybe a Glassdoor or a mm. LinkedIn, they would notice that and talk about that kind of stuff. So it's it's you need to see it like an investment time. What are so? What are the different stakeholders? So uh, ah, good question. Yes. Huh. Like, who are you thinking about when you're putting a, out a layoff announcement? Correct. If you're sending an internal all-employee mail, people think, or the leaders think, it's the employees who are the employees, both who are currently there and people who have been affected. They are the audience. But you need to also assume the world is an audience because it will get mm. leaked depending on how high-profile the company is or how uh, high-profile the founders' personalities. It will obviously get leaked to the media, and it will come in Economic Times page one next day, depending on how well known the company is. But most people don't assume that at all. If you assume the world is your audience, default the entire world is going to be my audience. Then the framing would be different, the communication style would be different, everything would be different. But because you think it's an employee mail, it's all a bit truncated and a bit straight to the point, straight shooting kind of without anything extra at all. So, it technically these days. with layoffs particularly larger numbers with well known companies the world is an audience so the layoff message is a form of performance they need to perform well without sticking to existing templates because right now there is an airbnb template everybody <laughs> is following if you go out of script you need to do something interesting which stands out if you don't do it then it won't get any news at all so I mean, which which is actually very good because most leaders want audience to be indifferent to layoff news. Yeah, they don't they want, want to, to talk about it badly at all. Good yeah, though, I mean, like nobody would do that. But people they expect people to be completely indifferent and ignore the news. Ha, hundred people laid off. Okay, fine, move on. That's what they want. But if they try to do it without any thought and saying, yeah, people will be indifferent. That's when probably people will be most interested in the news and probably try to analyze saying, yeah, or I, or I kind of stuff. In fact, that's probably one. check for somebody to consider brand perception scores mm. of companies that have laid off after 6 months or after 1 year yeah. have they improved have they changed would people still want to join twitter voluntarily would mm. they interested to do it or would they want to join byju's now mm. after this announcement that's something that people can do but part of maybe the great places to work question me do you think that it also has an effect on the financials of the company for example like you know when the stock goes down do you actually feel that when a company does again you you the world is the audience let's say 
the audience reads it because they have cut cost cut now cost, yeah. let's probably invest more they will yeah. going so, to so do well so i think the market will treat layoffs as a positive because ah. they are looking saying cost cutting to ho gaya abhi ah. i think there will be better profitability now now that cost has been cut that is the investor right. view ah. that's not a people view at the all retail, people view yeah, yeah, the yeah. retail the individual end yeah. audience or people view would be very different they will look at the human cost of it ah. but the markets will look at the market that's capitalization profitability point of it that's completely removed from any human view altogether there's also the people still there yeah and you're writing to them and Correct. you have to keep yeah. morale high in Correct. very uncertain times not just uncertain for myself but it's loss correct you lose that a team is. member yeah 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 you feel bad absolutely there is survivors guilt yeah. correct <laughs> correct possibly that series from apple tv it's called severance i'm Severance, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely. probably the best example of what we're just talking watched, about oh, oh you lovely. should watch it it's okay. phenomenal it's, it's lovely it plays mind games on your yeah, head yeah. quite literally what you just mentioned that people who are still there you need to keep their morale intact and if you just going to say that uh, you will eventually get a mail after you read this whether you are affected or not that's like the entire employee base would be praying all their choices to god saying i hope i am not the one but what if conversations the, with family exactly how will you going but it's worse conversation with colleagues next door are you going to say that uh, hey i didn't get the mail and that person would have got the mail that will become really awkward yeah. in every single way because the last time you spoke to him saying hey let's go for a beer on friday night now i didn't get the mail you got the mail oh my god where is this going yeah. so things are getting very awkward so this 15 minute thing uh, you know you'll find out in 15 minutes yeah this is i i imagine it's trying to reduce the tension basically because others didn't have any didn't give any time limit for that you will get a mail within the next one or two days if you are affected that is probably a very crude way of yeah. saying it at least 15 minutes categorically if i don't get anything 15 minutes fine i'm not there at all let's just yeah. so at least some humanity in just ripping the bandaid off minimal yeah. humanity so you said that airbnb airbnb sort of set the bar hmm. and everyone's trying to reach there or, or, or Similar copy bar. the yeah. their playbook yeah and is that and that is going to rapidly become the new normal it is it is already a template okay, it's a it's template a, which everybody uses and yeah. is it going to get harder to stand out definitely <laughs> because if you use the same template for the next one year <laughs> nobody is going to notice it which is probably good in a way because people i mean leaders want people to be indifferent to this layoff messaging so it will be the media which will take note of it very in in very interesting ways but general people saying ha layoff startup just i mean like not enough money not enough vc funding blah blah layoff ho gaya bas ho gaya bas ho gaya that's it so then somebody else has to come up with a new template is there a different template that you want to for instance some ceo could do a live streaming video announcing the layoffs announcement mm. instead of just writing about it in a blog it will be a video full video maybe that will become a next streak let's see what happens karnataka and maharashtra it unions have announced that they'll challenge how some of these layoffs were performed because they believed it was illegal and unjust they've made an open call to laid off employees from byju's and an academy who want to participate in this in many ways this is an ongoing story who knows what we'll see next probably a ceo will announce layoffs via a live stream we really don't know we'll have to wait and watch and then we'll discuss how it could have been managed better and how it could have been said better to the world For now that's all from us the episode was hosted written and produced by Sneha Vakaria and I that's Shrivar 
and the audio was engineered by Rajiv C N. Special thanks to Open Road Studios. Uh, fill in the time form linked in the show notes if you have any episode ideas and want to be featured on the show. Next week, I'll be speaking to you about sabbaticals. What are the consequences if you take one, and what happens when your company itself sort of wants you to take one? We'll find out soon. Stay tuned.